You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast for Wednesday, June the 29th of 2022. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day each and every day. Today's episode is sponsored by Sports Card Investor because you're going to love this. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sports Card Investor app. Welcome to the new world of trading cards reimagined. Stay tuned for later in the show. For more information on this awesome new world for collectors, you're going to want to check it out, the Sports Card Investor app. So you really want to check that out as well as a little bit later on in the show. Going to have a little bit of a special announcement coming your way for the format of this show. It's going to be super fun. Very excited to make that announcement, so be sure to stay tuned until the end for that special announcement. If you missed yesterday's live show, it was a live post-game show that went live on YouTube as well as the Twitter and uh, tw- Twitter, personal Twitter at LJ Fastball as well as the Cardinal uh, show Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. So you have... Um, the live show. So if you missed it, go be sure to watch that. I talked about a lot of different things on that show. I talked about yesterday's comeback win from the offense, the dynamite work out of the bullpen, especially the surprise work out of Junior Fernandez. Talked about Monday's clobbering of the Miami Marlins and how Juan Yepes and Paul Goldschmidt could be on their way to win awards this season. Juan Yepes winning Rookie of the Year, Paul Goldschmidt winning the MVP. So today I kind of want to focus on trade candidates. Because we ended the, the live show yesterday, a couple of you were, were too, uh, kind enough to drop some questions in that were listening and, and watching on different platforms. Drop some questions in on, on some trade candidates. Because it's no secret that a lot of Cardinal fans want the Cardinals to make a trade this year. For a frontline starter, for a bullpen arm, perhaps. And I think that there's a great argument for both of those trades to happen. Because this Cardinal, Cardinal team, right now, arguably, really needs pitching. Yes, you have guys like Yoan Oviedo and Junior Fernandez that have come up from the minor leagues and done good work. You have guys like Jake Woodford uh, that has have shown some promise. Okay, Steven Matz is on his way back for the injured list. Jordan Hicks is on his way back. So you're getting reinforcements. So before I talk about trade candidates and who the Cardinals might trade, I will say this. With the Cardinals getting these reinforcements back, and that they're coming, talk about that in segment two with the injury updates. With the Cardinals getting reinforcements back, I would not hold your breath on getting a trade piece anytime soon. Just because of how high the St. Louis Cardinals on are on their internal pieces. For good, better, or worse, the Cardinals are very high on their internal pieces and the ability to get the job done. So, I will put that caveat out there that a trade, while might be needed... I wouldn't put our sights set on a Frankie Montas-type level deal for numerous amounts of reasons. The return on Montas is going to be insane, and couple that with the Cardinals' history of of not giving up top prospects for, for guys, at least recent history, after the Marcelo Zuna debacle. So, I will say that caveat. But who could be on the move? Well, before I get into what prospects I would and would not trade, I want to talk about a, a guy that, a name that we haven't heard a lot of since he got sent down, Paul DeYoung. Got a couple year, more years left on his contract under team control. Was sent down this year, but he could be could be an intriguing piece for some teams. 
I say that knowing very well that he is hitting 219 at the minor league level this year. He's got an on-base percentage of 264 and slugging 475 for a 739 OPS. For hitting 219, the 475 slugging isn't bad because he's got 11 home runs and 8 doubles. He's driven in 36. I know it's the minor leagues. There's a big difference between the minor leagues and major leagues. That's obvious. But you have some intrigue there. And if I'm the Cardinals and somebody wants Paul DeYoung and his contract, all love to Paul DeYoung, all due respect to Paul DeYoung, I'm pulling the trigger on that trade. More, more than likely. I think Paul DeYoung's time in St. Louis has come and gone. Barring any injury to anybody at the major league level. But I think the Cardinals have their shorts up for the future in Tommy Edmond. And if not, they have a pretty good replacement if you want to put Brendan Donovan there and put Edmund at second and move Gorbin to the designated hitter role. I think the Cardinals have enough pieces, offensively speaking, to move things around on the infield and with the DH especially, to be okay with moving Paul DeYoung. So first and foremost, if Paul DeYoung's name come up in trade talks, I'm listening. And I'm listening heavily on those Paul DeYoung trade talks. I am. Again, all love to Paul DeYoung. A guy that I really wanted to root for for the last couple of years. He's shown some promise even since the 2018 season. He has shown some promise. Got a 30 home run season to his name. I'm moving him pretty quickly. Who are some other names that could be moved though? A lot of rookies on this Cardinal team. And I think a lot of them might come up in trade conversations. And even young guys. Maybe not rookies, but young guys. Does a Harrison Bader get any attention to be moved? Cardinal outfield is pretty log jammed right now. I guess the infield is log jammed with making, which is making the outfield log jammed because Yep has, is in the outfield right now, but he's not a very good outfielder. I saw somebody comment on YouTube not discussing how atrocious he is in the outfield. It's just fair, fair point. But maybe Bader gets moved once he gets healthy. Maybe O'Neill gets moved once he gets healthy. However, I don't see either one of those coming to fruition because of how high the Cardinals are on those two. And for good reason. They both have shown tremendous amounts of potential over the last two, three, four years that they've been at the Major League roster. O'Neill's career season coming last year. Bader, when healthy, when right, one of the better center fielders in all of baseball, especially defensively. So I don't think either one of those two gets moved. You're not moving Carlson. I think Carlson is probably less likely to be moved out of any of those three outfielders. Lars Newtbar. I know he's a fan favorite, but he's not gonna. He, he is gonna struggle to find playing time at St. Louis. Plain and simple. Maybe when Corey Dickerson comes back healthy, instead of trying to find him a roster spot, you trade him for some bullpen help. You're probably not gonna get a lot for Corey Dickerson, but you might get some. And the reason I bring this up today is because we're getting close or close enough, anyways. We're about a month away, month and three days away from the trading deadline. So these conversations are going to start having. We already saw a trade over in Kansas City when Carlos Santana was shipped off to the uh, Seattle Mariners. So these trades are coming. But when you look at the top prospects, because especially if you're going to get a move like Frankie Montas, as we continue to go through different different players, and I, I talk about this a lot on this show, Montas is going to demand some prospects. Plain and simple. Cardinals' top four prospects, according to MLB.com, are as followed. Jordan Walker, who's at the AA right now, his ETA, according to MLB.com, is 2024. Nolan Gorman, major league level. Matthew Libertor has seen some major league time, is at AAA right now. Ivan Herrera, who's at the major leagues right now uh, because of injury, not performing very well, I will say that. But none of those four are being moved. Unless 
Maybe you see the Cardinals are okay with parting ways with, I don't even know, Libertor, maybe Herrera because he's not performing. You want to Maybe you see those moved if you get a bullpen piece and a starter, or you get three guys. But again, for any of those four specifically, <clears throat> excuse me, for any of those four to go, the return is going to have to be massive. Just absolutely massive, especially for Jordan. I don't think Jordan Walker gets moved at all. That dude is freaking legit. At AA right now, he is something else when you look at what he's done at the at the minor league level. This year at Springfield, he's hitting 308, on base of 398, slugging 500, OPS of 898 in 62 games played, seven home runs, 31 runs runs batted in, swiped 14 bags as well. That dude's ridiculous. He's not getting moved. So I don't think any of those four prospects are being moved. Who at the major league level might be getting moved? Maybe you, you give a bullpen to get a bullpen piece. Maybe you trade an Oviedo because of the upside he has for uh, a more secure reliever. Maybe David Bednar over in Pittsburgh. Uh, maybe you see Junior Fernandez after he throws a few more innings of success. Maybe he gets moved for a bullpen piece or for a frontline starter. But I'm not trading Yepes. I'm just not. I think he's too good. I'm definitely not trading Brendan Donovan. Brendan Donovan. I've seen his name floated around a little bit in suggestions. The reason I think Brendan Donovan, of all of you guys that could be on the block, is is the person that absolutely most likely should not be on the block for the St. Louis Cardinals, is because of how valuable he is more than anybody else because, he's A, he's left-handed, and B, he can play a I mentioned this on yesterday's show. Every position he plays, he plays at an average or above average or really above average level. He can play second, he can play short, he can play third. He can even play first base. Maybe not at the high level that we've seen in other positions, but first place. And he can play corner outfield. And I would not be surprised if that as this season goes along, you see him in center field and maybe even you see him catching. That's how good he is. So Brendan Donovan is somebody that I am absolutely not moving. So a lot of names are on there. And, and uh, Talking to somebody the other day, in order to get something... You're going to have to give up something. So the, the, the package to the A's or to the, the other team might hurt a little bit. Might suck to give up a Bader, an O'Neill, a Herrera, a Newt Bar. Maybe another prospect when you go down beyond the top five. Maybe Mason Wynn gets dealt. Maybe a Baez. Maybe a McGreevy, who was a first-round pick last year. Zach Thompson might get moved. Former guest of the show, Alec Burleson, probably could be in conversations. Giving up guys is going to hurt, but it might hurt a little bit less if the return is something that the Cardinals need, and that is pitching. Drop a comment in the YouTube section. Hit me up on Twitter at LJFastball. Hit me up on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals as well. Email the show LockedOnCards at gmail.com. Who are you willing to give up and for whom? Who are you willing to give up and for whom and what packages are you talking about? What do you think? Let me know your, what your thoughts are. In segment number two, we're talking about s- some injury updates. Because Steven Mass is on the way back, as well as Jordan Hicks, which as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, that fact that those two are on the way back is probably a pretty good indication, or a would be a good reasoning, that the Cardinals are not going to be making a trade. We'll talk about those things coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about today's title sponsor, and that is the Sports Card Investor app. This is a super exciting tool. Welcome to the world of sports cards reimagined, whether you're new, uh, beginner, you're, you're 
big into sports cards, it doesn't matter because the Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. You can quickly check the value of your favorite cards, find great deals, and profit from the hobby that you love or you're just getting into. Available completely for free on the Google Play and Apple App Stores, the Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for baseball fans. I have it. It's completely free. You can easily browse over 630,000 cards from your every sport, not just baseball, and hundreds more are added each and every week. You can check the latest values of your favorite cards with 7-day or 30-day charts, find the best prices, and buy directly through the app with their eBay deals feature. Whether you're looking for a breakout star or prospects debuting, maybe you want an Ivan Herrera card because he's going to be super good someday. Or maybe you want an Albert Pujols baseball card because he's nostalgic, you want some old players. Or you're, you have no idea where to start and you just want to get into sports cards, you can find great deals on your favorite players. No matter if it's a Cardinal player, if it's a different team in baseball, different sport, it's remarkable. Download the Sports Card Investable Excuse me, the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available for free on the Google Play and Apple App Stores, or you can go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. That is sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. Cardinals might be seeing some familiar faces return to the uh, lineup and rotation and bullpen over the next coming days, especially when you're looking at Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks is where I want to start this. I know that Stephen Matz is also on his way back, but but Jordan Hicks is somebody that, man, he's got the stuff to be awfully good. He just does. And it's a shame, really, that the stuff has not compiled with the results yet. Yeah, he, He's been at the minor leagues doing some some rehab starts over the last couple of weeks or last week or so. Uh, when, when you're looking at um, looking at his return, it's going to be a little bit later this month, I think. It might might even be this weekend because of how uh, how close he is. His, his rehab starts have been going very well. Um, going back to back, I think either today or tomorrow, he's going to be making back to back appearances. And if Jordan Hicks can come in and settle down in this bullpen and Pitch to his ability, pitch to what his stuff has to say. Maybe Hicks is your sixth or seventh guy, or maybe even your fifth on a bad day, and then you're able to go Cabrera, Reyes, or not Reyes, excuse me, Cabrera, Gallegos, Helsley. If Hicks is right, you slot him into this bullpen as a middleman, this bullpen gets scary. And I know that this might be expecting the best of the best from from Jordan Hicks, and it, it might just be me wishful thinking. And you can think that. That's a, that's a fair assessment. That's a, that's a fine assessment. I understand that thought process. But the upside of Jordan Hicks in your bullpen, you can't tell me that you wouldn't be excited about that. When you look at Jordan Hicks's stuff, 98-99 with sink and tail, then you snap off one of the a, a filthy slider down and away. If you're making a closer from scratch, this kind of stuff is in your dream repertoire. The stuff is there for Hicks. So if he's able to come back, this bullpen again becomes that much more lengthened. Another way this bullpen can become more lengthened is when Steven Matz comes back in the next week or so. And then you can send Andre Palante back to the bullpen. 
I think that Steven Matz is somebody that got off to a rough start to his Cardinal career, but he, this is a move that I was really excited about coming into coming into the season. He was a prototypical Cardinal guy, or prototypical kind of kind of arm that you expect uh, the Cardinals to go after. You know, lefty ground ball, prototypical just just personality in general. Goes to work, gets his work done, uh, head head down, does what he needed to do. But Stephen Matz helps this team twofold. Twofold. First of all, he he puts you back in the get him back in the rotation, makes the rotation stronger. Because I know that he had had some some clunkers and his area was not good in his first thirty seven innings. It was six oh three. He was three and three. But he also had some good starts mixed up in there. His final two starts before the Pittsburgh start um, against Baltimore, six and two-thirds, three-earned run, five innings, two earned runs, both those with seven strikeouts against the Mets, and then the four pitches he threw to the Pittsburgh better. So he makes your lot, your rotation a little bit more legit if he's able to perform, especially, which I think that hopefully this injury that he, he's able to work through, maybe he's he's healthy now. But also, like I said, he's able you're able to get Palante back to the bullpen. And it might take a little while because maybe Matt takes Flaherty's uh, extra spot after Flaherty got hurt. But when it, when Palante goes to this bullpen and Hicks is in your bullpen, then this bullpen becomes more of a legit bullpen. And again, Stephen Matt will be able to do that by taking a spot in the starting rotation. The Cardinals were able to get through June despite being banged up. Yes, you got Flirty back, but he's he's hurt now. You lose O'Neill, you lose Bader, you lose Mats, you lose Hicks. All these different things. June had a good outlook for the St. Louis Cardinals. I I still believe that it did, but you also have the fact that now July has an even better outlook because you're still a game out of first place. You're right there for the division, and you're getting guys back. Somebody that they they don't know when they're getting back is Yadier Molina as he continues to nurse. Um, knee inflammation. Last I checked, he was still in uh, Puerto Rico resting. So I think catching is a difficult spot for the St. Louis Cardinals right now because you have Yadier Molina in his final year trying to, to get the narrative right, trying to give him the farewell he deserves. You have Ivan Herrera, who's a rookie doing his best that just isn't hitting right now. And Andrew Kisner, who is also just trying to do his best. He's also not hitting right now. So if Molina comes back, you send Herrera down. Does Molina coming back make this team better? I'm sure I've got people listening or watching right now that just jumped at me that on both sides of the spectrum that say, of course, Molina makes this team better because of how valuable he is to the pitching staff, how he manages it, all, all these things. And also I have the other side of the spectrum that says, no, Molina makes this team worse because of how bad he's been offensively this season. He's, he's an out. He's a liability. Even defensively, he's not what he once was. I think they're somewhere in the middle where both of those things are true. That the Cardinals' catching position needs to be figured out, and there's really no short-term answer other than hoping one of the three get it figured out. And I don't think Kisner or Herrera has stepped up to the level that they should have been able to step up at this point. But also, you've got to ride with Yachty at this point. The Cardinals are really banged up. Well, when you have an outfield, and all due respect to all these, I think all these guys are strong players, but when you have an outfield comprised of any one of these four, Carlson, Newt Bar, Yepes, or Donovan, particularly if you have an outfield of Carlson, Yepes, or Donovan, because you want those three bats in the lineup. Defensively, that's not your strongest outfield. 
okay? Because Donovan does what he can do, and he plays it at a, at a good level, but he's an infielder. Juan Yepes is a DH. <laughs> he might be a first baseman, but he's a DH. So he has been poor in the outfield. Defensively speaking, the Cardinals need Bader, and the Cardinals need O'Neill back. Plain and simple. So we'll see what how long these injuries start to take, but I still don't think we've seen the best Cardinal team out there. I really don't. I think, that I, And I also don't think we've seen the best performance yet this season. I think there's still more to unlock and there's still excitement about this team. I believe that. Whether it's going on and getting an external reliever or an external starter, or it's one of these guys figures it out, Woodford figures it out, uh, Flaherty figures it out, Matt figures it out, Hits figures it out. One way or the other, that's exciting. When everybody on offense starts on, starts clicking, when O'Neill starts clicking, if Bader clicks still, Goldie Steve keeps MVP level, Edmund, when all these guys start clicking, there's still excitement about this team. And I know that June was, was might have been not as exciting as I thought it was going to be. But I think July still has an opportunity for the Cardinals to be really good and to take control of this division. I, I truly, honestly believe that. So to finish up, segment number three, talking about how the Cardinals today can go for a sweep against the Miami Marlins. I talked about it a little bit yesterday uh, with Sandy Alcantara on the mound uh, for the Miami Marlins and uh, Andre Pallante, excuse me, on the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals. Talk about that. And again, well, just another reminder, special announcement coming at the end of the show. So be sure to stay tuned for that. But before we get there, I'm going to talk about BlueNile.com. Blue Nile is the incredible spot for whether you're popping the question or celebrating a milestone moment in your relationship. BlueNile.com has the space to go and that will handcraft the perfect engagement ring or you can go with fine jewelry because if you want to find the engagement ring of her dreams BlueNile.com has the experts on hand to help you create the perfect diamond shape size and clarity as well as setting style Blue Nile's bench jewelers then handcraft her perfect engagement ring each ring is one of a kind and fine jewelry if you're looking for it don't know what you're looking for worry no more Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 Available via the phone or chat function to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners, that's you. Get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement, and you get this by using the code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. You can shop stress-free and find your forever peace by going to BlueNile.com today. This episode is also brought to you in part by RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now almost impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car will ever need. Don't endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts from their computer, choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices at Rock Auto are always reliably low for each and every customer, and they have everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today, rockauto.com, and see all the parts available for your car or truck, and be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You can find them at rockauto.com. 
Cardinals and Marlins game number three. Tonight uh, in St. Louis as the Cardinals will be going for a sweep against the Miami Marlins. And it will be against Sandy Alcantara, who has been one of, if not the game's best this season, as he is 7-3 and three with a 1.95 ERA. The former Cardinal, in case you missed it, he was given up in the uh, Marcelo Zuna deal, in case you didn't know, or something of that nature. One of the few trades in the last couple of years that the Cardinals have flat-out lost was the Marcelo Zuna deal. Uh, but Alcantara is somebody that is just downright filthy. Uh, his last three starts have been phenomenal to really good. Uh, 6-13 against the Phillies, 7-2-thirds, two earned runs, five strikeouts. Uh, the 19th against the Mets, eight innings, two earned, eight strikeouts. And then uh, last start on the 24th against the Mets, seven innings, four earned, but he did not walk a batter and struck out four. This is not the first time that he has faced the St. Louis Cardinals this season, and last time he was as advertised. He went eight innings on the 20th of April, giving up just four hits, not allowing a run. Walking one and striking out six. The sweep today is a tall order for the St. Louis Cardinals. How do they get to San Diego Contra? The same way they got to Pablo Lopez in game number one of this series. Because Pablo Lopez shut them out in game three of last series against the Marlins. They do it by getting to him early. When an ace settles in, especially an ace with the caliber of San Diego Contra, your, your day's over. Your day's done. So get to Alcantara early. That is the key. The key for Andre Pallante, keep doing what he's doing. Dude has been absolutely unreal for the St. Louis Cardinals this season. You can ask about a couple different guys in this Cardinal team, but I think it's really true when you ask this question about Andre Pallante. Where would this team be without Andre Pallante? Two and three so far in the year, so maybe the wins and losses aren't there. But a 2.03 ERA and 31 strikeouts. Pitch against the Marlins a little bit. Everybody in the Miami Marlin lineup, excuse me, does not have a hit against them so far. Aguilar 0 for 1, Garcia 0 for 1, Miguel Rojas 0 for 1. So is Jacob Stallings and Jesus Sanchez. Andre Palante has been a godsend of this bullpen and in the starting rotation now in four starts. This is last time out as a starter against the Cubs. He went six innings, seven hits, three earned. He did walk three and strike out two. To the key, he has to keep doing what he's doing, but also be in the strike zone. If he can be in the strike zone, he will have success because that's what good his stuff has been, and that's what good he's been this year. You mentioned the numbers against Palante. For the Cardinals against Alcantara, uh, Nolan Arenado, 1 out of 10. Carlson, 2 out of 6. That's not bad. Edmund, 3 out of 7. Goldschmidt is just 167 and 12 at-bats. No hits for Newbar and 3 at-bats, and Soso's 1 for 2. This uh, Cardinal team, and as, as I mentioned last time out against the Cardinals, he was dominant. So sweep is a tall order. Very tall order for the, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals today. Is it impossible? No, absolutely not. It is not impossible, but it is something that uh, will not be easy uh, for, for the St. Louis Cardinals to complete. So I've teased it long enough. Special announcement about the future of this show. Very excited to this. Locked on Cardinals will now be hosted not only by me, but with a co-host. His name's JD on Twitter at JD Sports Radio. He's an anchor right now for iHeartMedia Sports Radio Network. He's also a public address announcer, big time Cardinal guy. He will be joining the show either later this week or to start next week. Could not be more excited to bring JD on to co host Locked on Cardinals. It's going to be fun to have a co host. Nothing changes in terms of how the show is released. Five days a week, Monday to Friday. 
still on Twitter. It's just another voice coming in to host the show. So when he comes in, I hope you guys welcome him as well as you guys have welcomed me over the last close to two years, which is hard to believe. So that is a special announcement. JD um, at JD Sports Radio is going to be coming onto the show as a co-host of Locked on Cardinals. Very excited for that. So be sure to go, again, give him a follow on Twitter. Give him a pre-welcome uh, at JD Sports Radio uh, on, on Twitter. He's got two microphones in, in his uh, name. It's microphone JD, then micro, uh, microphone again on his name, but his handle again, JD Sports Radio. Very excited to be uh, bringing JD along to talk some Cardinal baseball. We've been texting, calling the last couple of weeks about this. Could not be more excited to bring on JD. So uh, with that said, tomorrow's episode will be a preview of this Marlins, or a recap, rather, of this Marlins series, as well as going forward, how the Cardinals can be successful against the Philadelphia Phillies this weekend, with the Thursday being an off day. So until I talk to you guys the next time, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.